If you're like me, you are tired of trying to find jeans that fit right no matter your build and still look good. Introducing the newest sponsor of the Double Dunk Podcast, Sweat Taylor, a premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual. I started wearing Sweat Taylor and I am blown away by how comfortable and affordable the clothes are. And of course, they look great. My favorite is the all-in pants. It's a five-pocket pant that feels like sweats but look way better. Thoughtfully tailored and unbelievably stretchy. From jackets and pants to joggers and hoodies, Sweat Taylor's designs are made to seamlessly fit into your life, moving from runway to office, office to drinks, and drinks to wherever the night takes you. Specializing in casual wear for men, pieces are designed with comfort and versatility in mind for your everyday. Use promo code B-D-E-E-G-S-T. That is B-D-E-G-S-T for 25% off. That, again, is B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off your order at SweatTaylor.com. And we're back with another episode of Weekend Wagers. It's week six. We're talking NFL football. As always, joined by my partner, Mr. Brendan Deeg. How you doing, Brendo? Uh, I'm doing better than you right now. Um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm not undefeated anymore. <laughs> After three years. After three years, we both got COVID in a week span. So I tested positive on Monday after feeling really sick. Or tested positive on Tuesday. Felt really sick Monday night. Um finally feel good today and then you come over and you test positive at my house so now you yeah. have COVID-19 so might have gave it to you sorry about that but uh, hey it happens it is what it is you said it lasted two days so I'm hoping after tomorrow I'm uh back and feeling better so this was the first time as well you tested positive yeah I had never tested positive for COVID until about an hour ago so. same here yeah man we both we both got it after three years, what absolute clowns we are for getting yeah, three years later. It's not even we're cool way, anymore. Yeah, I know, we're way behind. We're way behind, but uh, it's going around. Everyone's getting sick in, in good old Ajax, Ontario right now. Yeah, it's going around for sure, but we're here to talk football, and last week was an unfortunate one for me. I had a bad week. You, on the other hand, stayed hot, had a good week. I've decided to be more mature about it and just call the Thank Falcons-Texans game a push because... You're you're right. You had a you could have easily gotten a line of Houston plus two and two and a half at game time too. Like it was yeah. it was all it was a fluctuating line. And of course, like you brought up in the podcast, it could end in a push. Then yeah. what happens? And of course, it does. Just the way the world works. Um, why don't we get an updated look at the standings through five weeks? So last week was not a good one for me. I was. 0-4 after that push. So I am 11-13. and 13. That brought me into the negative on the year. With your push, you went 3-1 and one in your other picks. You're 16-8 and eight on the year. You are Fucking keeping this go, podcast baby. afloat right now, so you are hot. Let's hope you keep it that way. Um, a little bad luck for me last week. You wanted to talk about the Packers off the top of the show. I can't believe they didn't cover for me last week. I Are you ready to take... Uh, what? My preseason take about Jordan Love not looking good isn't as crazy anymore, is it? No, I, I think I maybe have been a year too early on this team. Um, Detroit Lions clearly looking the best team in the NFC North right now. It's I don't even think it's a question. Like they are rolling as of uh, through five weeks. The Packers' offense just looks like a very young offense right now, and it is a very young offense. Um, that last drive, like you had in, on that Monday night game, the last drive you had. A drop by Romeo Dubs, which was really cl- which was really key. That one drop on the on the left sideline. Then the next play, um, 
the over the middle to Luke Musgrave was miscommunication. Musgrave, I think, turned too late. Love was expecting a timing route there. And then Christian Watson, a young wide receiver who I still think is talent, gets absolutely bodied by a 5'9 corner. What's Watson, 6'4? And you're letting a 5'9 yeah. guy bully you in the end zone? Um, Love was also late on that throw. Uh, how about uh, Tillery getting in on that on that pass rush and, and almost wrecking that play? Um, Love looks like he's not trusting what he's seeing. It looks like he's not trusting his receivers right now. And I, I kind of get it. Like, take a look around the, the age on that team. Like, they are just very young. They need a veteran badly in that receiving room. Like, any sort of veteran pass catcher, tight end. Um, wide receiver, you name it. They also miss Aaron Jones pretty bad. I still think the Green Bay Packers can be okay, and they could make the playoffs. Like they're two and three right now. The end of that middle, of the NFC is very murky. You don't really know who's going to come through in that six, seven wild card spot. So not ready to write them off completely as a playoff team. But I do think there are some concerns here, which is how discombobulated everything looks on the offensive side of the ball with some of these young guys. So they have some stuff to figure out and. Again, I think I was just a little too early on my Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North take. I'm not like Jordan Love. Like, let's also remember here what that was his seventh career start in yeah, the NFL. Yeah. So and he because he's been in the league for so long, we kind of forget just how young he is um, and how little he's played. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not in panic mode over Jordan Love. I'm not in panic mode over the offense, but they have some stuff to figure out and they have to get the timing down. And just get get these young guys on, on deck here. And Watson has to play better. Watson has to play bigger. Some of these guys just have to be there better for Jordan Love as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're on the bye this week. We will be talking Green Bay Packers in the future, but we just wanted to mention mm-hmm. that Monday nighter, they should have came out with a win. That was a tough beat. But we're back on the horse this week. We got week six action. We're going to start across the pond in London, another London game. Baltimore is four-point favorites playing Tennessee. This game is at Tottenham. The total is 41.5. I have a pick on this game. So do I. We have not gotten in on any London action, and I really regretted not taking the Jaguars last week because we both agreed the time difference was going to be a huge factor. I'm on Ravens minus four. Let's go. So am I. I'm on Ravens minus four. This is my bronze pick, but I'll let you you take it away first. Yeah, This is my silver pick, and I mentioned the time change. John Harbaugh decided to fly over to London on Monday. Mike Vrabel and the Titans, they're going over Thursday night. So they by the, at the time we are recording, the Titans aren't even in London yet. Baltimore's been in London. I think that's a bigger factor. We found that out last week. Sorry, you're pointing at me. No, I, I, I was pointing like and saying like, yeah, good. Uh, you're you're onto something there. And the Titans are also flying over with three guys that are injured and banged up that are, are not that are not flying with the team. Traylon Burks, Elijah Molden, um, two uh, starters. So. They're 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 flying over a little a uh, little injured, extremely banged up. Also, the, especially on the interior of the line, the two big names I think for to watch are Jeffrey Simmons and Tier Tart. Uh, we know the Titans are really good at stopping the run. Tart didn't play last week. We saw their run game completely get abused last week. He didn't practice. He hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So look for him to see if he's in. Jeffrey Simmons did get a limited in today. We'll see if he's able to go. But if those guys are out on the interior, I really think Baltimore can run the ball. And on the other side of things, you really, when handicapping the Titans, have to look, is the defense they're playing able to stop the run? The Ravens are sixth versus the run. I don't think Derrick Henry is just going to be able to run and carry this offense. The Ravens' pass catchers have to bounce back. It was an embarrassing mm-hmm. loss. I like the angle of a well-coached team off an embarrassing loss. We have John Harbaugh in this scenario I think I don't think the Ravens are going to shoot themselves in the foot 
two weeks in a row, and this time they're going to take care of the inferior opponent. I love Ravens minus four. I have it as my silver. Yeah, I lo- you basically took the words out of my mouth with everything I have written down here. Like seven drops last week, 20 expected points added lost in a game, which is insane from self-inflicted wounds, turnovers, like drops. Yeah, like if, if they just didn't shoot like – just shoot themselves in the foot or bend themselves over. Basically they win that game against the Steelers by double digits. This is like a lot. That's a loss where you kind of look yourself in the mirror and go, okay, let's, let's get our shit together here. Like that, that stuff doesn't stick week to week. Um, and yeah, just another thing on the Ravens defense, like they're quietly playing really, really good football right now. They're second in defensive DVOA, second in success rate on defense. Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator has kind of entered himself into the head coaching 2024 candidate list. He's, been awesome one of the biggest surprises this year and um he's doing a lot more with a less talented unit and just one more thing quickly this team's finally healthy again warnsy only they one are. did not practice on thursday Mo- basically everyone is going to be uh good to go for this team and we know how talented talented this roster was heading into the season and i i think minus four is a, is a good look here there's not like a home away differential mm-hmm. here right they're across mm-hmm. the pond in london you only have to get by four points. I think they win by a touchdown here. So I like the Ravens minus four as my bronze pick. Nice. I I, I like being in agreement better than being exactly. against yeah. each other. I mean, it's right off the top, too. We got some action right at the gate. We haven't been on a London game, like you said, over the last three weeks. So let's get some uh, get some juice on the old tea and, and biscuits side of things. <laughs> yeah. You sound like you're from London. Next game on the card would be the Carolina Panthers going into Miami. Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites in this one. Large, large spread. Total is 47 and a half. Big spread for Miami. They've had no problem covering those so far this season. Um, the injury news in this one would be Devon Achan. Achan. <laughs> so I'm going to mess Devon Achan. Yeah, Devon Achan. Used to be Devin Achan. Now it's Devon Achan. Devon Achan yeah. is on IR, but coincidentally, Jeff Wilson is back off of IR. And Something I was kind of surprised to learn about uh, this Carolina team. Now, I know they've not been good in any areas. This defense is dead last versus the run. So, all of a sudden, I, I was tempted to take Miami. I didn't make my card. But Panthers defense being dead last versus the run, we've seen what this Miami run game has been able to do so far this year. There's a chance that this game is over in the first quarter. Did you see that clip of Frank Reich talking to the media where he was – saying how uh, the ownership, David Tepper, has been kind of involved in decision-making during the process since he's gotten there. Um, it wasn't a very – it was a very concerning one-minute clip that I saw on Twitter where it was basically like taking the words out of Frank Craig's mouth was, ownership's up my ass here, and they're making calls, <laughs> and I'm not really in charge here. And it actually reminded me – because do you remember during the draft process when they were discussing um, – when it was uh, – uh, Josh McCowan and Frank Reich were at the CJ Shroud's uh, throwing yeah, drills. And yeah. he's like, there was like, we'll get you. I think it was like a new place in Charlotte. They were discussing CJ Shroud moving to Charlotte. And everyone's like, they're taking CJ Shroud. They end up taking Bryce Young. Now, it's nothing against uh, Bryce Young because I still think he's going to be fine in this league. And I still think he's going to be a good quarterback. But it sounds like there's a lot of uh, miscommunication, a lot of differential of opinions between who at the, at the up top in Carolina and the coaching staff. So, I think this team is kind of um, not a mess, quote unquote, but it, there's on, a chance it gets uh, ugly. Yes, exactly. Uh, not betting this game. Um, I do think the Miami Dolphins are going to win. 13 and a half mm. is way too big of a spread for me. Also, never touch also like something that. to consider this week is another weather week. 
lot of thun- lot of rain and wind going around the East Coast, and Miami has a chance of thunderstorms in this one. So all of a sudden, with a you add some weather into the mix, covering thirteen and a half gets a little bit more difficult. Add in Miami next week is the Sunday nighter versus Philadelphia. That could be a little bit of a yeah. look ahead. I'm not one who normally buys into a look ahead, but you're playing the 0 and 5 Panthers this week. You have the 5 and 0 Eagles next week on Sunday night football. I think there's a chance Miami looks ahead, so I'm I'm passing on this one. Yeah, I think Miami's going to roll here, but again, 13 and a half, way way too many points for Brendan Odigo. Next game is an AFC South matchup. The Indianapolis Colts, four and a half point dogs going into Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. Total is 44 and a half in this one. And I, I just hate betting on AFC South matchups. I just don't know what I'm getting in this like piss po- pish posh of mediocrity that is the AFC South. I don't like it. Anthony R- Richardson is out. Gardner Minshew is in. Jags are coming back from two weeks in London. I do think that is the same sort of factor. They had a big advantage last week. I kind of think after two weeks in London, coming back and playing the following Sunday puts yourselves at a disadvantage. Don't forget, when you're away for two weeks, you get home. and Your wife's got a list of chores for you. That mm-hmm. that first week back after being gone for two weeks is not a stress-free, relaxing week. So what you're saying is Doug Peterson had to vacuum the base when he got back from the oh, Jacksonville? Oh, right away. The list of chores Doug Peterson had was just enormous I don't know if they're going to be fully into this game. I'm passing. I'm passing, but this interesting one. I don't know if you like getting lost in all the rookie quarterback anti to Richardson stuff. Like he can't stay healthy, unfortunately. Um, just getting getting lost in the shuffle in general in the NFL. Gardner Minshew's three and zero in football games he's played this year. Yeah. Gardner Minshew has yet to turn the ball over. He's got two touchdowns. Um, he's playing really well. He's completed six. He's completed over sixty two percent of his passes in every game. Um, he's been efficient. He's been competent. Shane Steichen deserves so much credit uh, for what's going on in Indy right now. I'm going to stay away. Like you said, um, I just, I, I don't really have a full lean here. Jacksonville's offense did come sort of to life last week against Buffalo, but um, four and a half seems like a, a weird number to bet on this game. But yeah, hey, good, for Mar- good for Gardner, though. These teams matched up in week one. Jags won 31-21, but the bo- take a closer look at that box score. The game was closer. The first downs were 20-18 to for Jacksonville. So although it was a 10-point game, the box score showed a lot closer of a game. So I'm staying away in this weird, weird AFC ma- South matchup. Moving over to the NFC North, that would be the Minnesota Vikings. Three-point favorites taking on my Chicago Bears. Total is 43.5 in this one. This is another game where uh, you got some wind and rain. That's kind of keeping me away from the over. I think the Bears are a straight dead red over team going forward. So are the Vikings. Sorry. Yeah, there's the first. Uh, there's the COVID clog. There's the first clog. The Vikings as well are a dead red over team in my opinion. But this spread is just disrespectful. How are the Vikings three-point favorites on the road against anybody in this league? I can't bet my Bears, but this spread is disrespectful. All right, Warrens. Yeah, I might regret this one later on, but no. uh, I got a pick here, and it's my silver pick. We're going with Chicago Bears. Oh! Plus three points. Uh, Warnsy, Justin Field has been cooking lately. Over the last two weeks, he's fifth in EPA per play by all quarterbacks. His week four and week five performances rank second and third in EPA per drive over his last 20 games. He has 16, uh, 617 passing yards with eight touchdowns, only one interception while completing 66% of his throws during that stretch. Fields is now tied for second in the NFL in touchdown passes. 
what's going on here? This Bears offense looks like it's starting to turn a corner. Um, the Vikings, on the other hand, are going the other way. Justin Jefferson was placed on injured reserve this week. He will miss the next four games. And we have never seen a Minnesota Vikings offense over the last few years without Justin Jefferson. He has not missed a game. So this is kind of uncharted waters here for Minnesota. Um, they're one and four right now. It kind of feels like this is the end of the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota a little bit. Are they going to blow it up? What's this team even going to look oh, like past yeah. the trade deadline? Um, I think these two teams are kind of going in different directions a little bit here. Give me the Chicago Bears plus three and a, I'm sure I'll regret this one, but fuck it. We're rolling silver pick, baby. Hey, I like it, and we're going to learn from our lesson because I'm seeing other books with this spread at two and a half. A very prominent book that I know you use is showing plus three, so lock yeah, that one in immediately. Up plus three right now. I liked, I liked what I saw this morning when I saw plus three. I was seeing it go to two and a half. I liked the pick all week. Once I saw the plus three, I was like, bang, hit that green button. Good. I like this pick a lot. Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson limited practices this week. They could be added to the secondary I, I like the pick. I can't bet on my team. I never do. So I'll be riding with you, obviously. Next game on the card, we got the New Orleans Saints. One and a half point favorites going into Houston. Total is 42 and a half. You're the Houston Texans fan. Mm -hmm. I'll, st I'll pass this one over to you. Do you have a feel on your Texans going uh, at home to the Saints? I do like the Houston Texans plus one and a half in this game. It's not making my card. I think I think it's time to take a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Houston Texans picks. I've been uh, riding the back of that truck basically the last three weeks. Um, that that last drive by CJ Shaw was beyond impressive last week to uh, take the lead against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I still think he's very been very impressive. Um, he's been kind of the talk of the town in Houston to start the season. Um, the only problem is in this game is you did see the Desmond Ritter kind of come to life against the Houston Texans defense. So can this be like the Derek Carr game where he comes to life for New Orleans? And we were talking before the show how good New Orleans' defense has been. Uh, they're what, third in defense, DVOA, third in uh, success rate allowed on defense. They're clicking. Um, it's kind of the, the Saints have been like the quietest team. We haven't talked to a lot of Saints at all on this show on yeah. both the weekend wagers and our recap. Um, maybe we maybe we carve out some time at the end of this week to get a zoomed out look at the New Orleans Saints because, again, we've been quiet on that front. But I've leaned Texans plus one and a half as a home underdog. I don't know how many more home underdog looks you're going to be able to get at the Houston Texans this season. And it's the Saints, right? Like, I'm still not fully confident and clicked into this team, but did not make my card, but I do like them plus one and a half. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil didn't practice on Wednesday. Hopefully that's just a maintenance uh, day for the big guy. He played last week, so you really saw the effect he had immediately on that left side. He's as good as it gets as a left tackle. So if you're betting Texans, I think it's very important that Tunsil suits up. On the other side, though, for Houston, Tank Dell is in concussion protocol. We still have not seen a player clear concussion protocol in under a week. Yeah, the NFL has really kind of changed their views on this over this year, at least. So that's another weapon down for Houston. Um, again, I'm staying away. This should. It, I think this is an intriguing game. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna surprise people and be a better game than they think. Any Texans game I'm watching this year, I don't give a fuck who they're playing. I will have eyeballs on it. Yeah, and a game that I do not find intriguing whatsoever. I do have a bet on the game, but I probably won't be watching most of it. Much of it. It is the San Francisco San Francisco Forty Niners eight and a half point favorites taking on the Cleveland Browns. Total is thirty seven and a half, and this is another game with some uh, serious weather. There's likely rain and a lot of wind in this game. Close to 20 mile per hour winds. That's kind of the mark where you really see passing efficiency drop. And that's why the total is so low at 37 and a half. 
but I don't think it's low enough. I'm taking the under, under in this game. 37 and a half. That is awesome. That's my bronze pick. I'm taking under 37 and a half. And I think there's a realistic chance Cleveland does not score a point in this game. <laughs> and do you know why? PJ Walker is likely oh getting God. the start. We're talking about a guy, PJ Walker, that could not win a backup job in Chicago against Tyson Badgen, an undrafted rookie. And Nate Peterman. Don't forget, Nate Peterman stuck around, not PJ Walker. <laughs> he, he Bears told him to kick rocks, and now you're starting this guy against the San Francisco defense. I think this has a this has a with wind and rain. I think there's a chance that this is disastrous for Cleveland's like offense, like a thirty-one nothing 49ers win, or are you yeah. thinking something like that. And or on the other side, the other side of um, things is Browns defense. They're number one in EPA per play. This defense, they're second in pressure. They're off a bye. They're third versus the run in terms of EPA per play. So in a game with rain and wind, they're going to try to establish CMC. They might have a tough time against this defense. I see like a sloppy 17-3 type win for San Francisco. I like the under, even though it's a low total at 37.5. Oh, let me add on to that win stat. Uh, I saw a stat this morning that was pretty in- interesting. Um, the spread is undefeated. Um, the under is undefeated in games that have 15 plus mile an hour wins so far this season. Wow. Okay. Sorry, sorry. The total, the under total is undefeated in games that have 15 plus mile an hour wins this season. So it's a good look there if you're looking just at the win metric of it. Um, everything you said it matches up to an under here. 37 half is low, but. Sports books know what they're doing here. They're trying to catch you off guard with that. Um, and you got you got to battle through it. Like I said, Brown's defense has been so damn good. Best in every single defensive metric you can come up with success rate, EPA per play, DVOA, everything. So this this screams low scoring football game, even with the 49ers offense. Right on, right on. That's my bronze pick, by the way. Okay. Next game on the card is a game that I think is really juicy. Seattle Seahawks two and a half point fa- or two and a half point dogs. Sorry, going into Cincinnati. Total is forty four and a half in this one. Sorry, gotta mention again another game with wind and rain. Seattle is suddenly seventh versus the run. On the other side, the Bengals are twenty eighth versus the run. This is in terms of EPA per play going into the year. I kind of probably would have thought those numbers would be a little bit different. Both sides of things. So in a game with wind and rain. I think the run metrics are heavy, heavily favoring Seattle, but I didn't. I couldn't get anywhere on on this game because I, Joe Burrow looked healthy last week, and a healthy Joe Burrow is. We've only seen that for one game this year, so the Bengals could easily be back to being the Bengals if Joe Burrow is one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I have nothing on this game. Um, weird one, like just from the spread wise, like three points. Which way would you lean? Um, I, I honestly can't tell you which which direction I'd go at all in this football game. Definitely game I'm going to be watching. Though. This game's awesome. Um, really intrigued to see how things play out. Can the Bengals stay alive? Um, can uh, can the Seattle Seahawks keep up after a, a dominant win against the New York Giants? And they're coming off a bye. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of interesting ma- factors for this game. Can't wait to discuss it with you on Monday's episode. But staying away in general from this one. Yeah, matchup. I'm really excited to watch would be Jamar Chase versus. Devon Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon's having himself a good. Those start. are two guys that talk a lot of trash. Yeah. There could, there, there could did be. You some see, spicy. Did you see? They're already, they're already going after each other in the media oh, already. No way. Um, I can't remember. Some Seattle Seahawks reporter said Devin Witherspoon's excited for his matchup against Jamar Chase and is going to like lock him down or something. That Jamar Chase retweeted that on Twitter. So Chase is already seeing kind of the discussions go on about him. Um, so there's a lot of intriguing stuff here. Yeah, like I said, can't wait to talk about it with you next week. But staying away from it betting wise. The Double Doing Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life is hard. It's especially hard when you don't have someone you can open up to. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their friends and family about their personal matters or anything that is bothering them on a day-to-day basis. Mental health is so important to continued success in this world. Therapy is a great way to regroup and get everything off your chest. Insert BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy service, 100% online. They will match you with professional licensed therapists you can trust. You can talk with your therapist however you see fit, by a text, phone call, or video chat. BetterHelp has successfully helped over 4 million people worldwide deal with their day-to-day mental health issues. Use the link in the podcast description to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. The Double Dyke Podcast today is sponsored by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a, tr- a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code DOINK20 for 20% off and free shipping. It may be spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with that scraggly beard. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. Are you tired of a bad razor making your neck look like a scary movie? With the Handyman skin-safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. Get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code DOINK20. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Next game on the card, the Washington Commanders going into Atlanta. Atlanta, two and a half point favorites. Total is 42 and a half in this ballgame. Washington is 27th versus the run. I said last week going forward with Atlanta, what I'm doing is looking at, is this team good or bad at stopping the run? Washington, surprisingly to me, came in at 27th versus the run in terms of EPA per play. So there could be a game where Atlanta's run game gets going. And they're building off a game where Desmond Ritter, best of his career. So maybe this offense does start clicking. This Washington defense, although they do have a good pass rush, we saw the Bears put a 40-piece on them. Like It wouldn't shock me at all if Atlanta does have success on that side of the ball. And this Falcons defense needs to be talked about more. They're number one versus the run. It's going to have to be Howell and his arm. And this is my prop bet in this game. It's my favorite prop bet of the season. I told you that before the show. Brian Robinson, his number right now is at 59 and a half. I'm going under against the number one Russia defense and the Atlanta Falcons. He had 10 yards last week versus the Bears. Brian Robinson is two, two yards in a cloud of dust. I don't <laughs> think he gets 59 and a half. Give me under on that prop. That's my prop of the week. All right, under under Brian Robinson. I could dig it. Yeah, Falcons uh, run defense has been very stout so far. Um, I also have a prop bet and a touchdown bet in this game, but I'm going to put nice. that aside for a sec. Um, I think if you're a Atlanta Falcons fan, you're really hoping that Desmond Ritter shows another good game here because he played really well against Houston. He was the third most efficient quarterback by EPA metric um, in the week five. He threw it for 300 yards. He was the reason Atlanta won the game. That was the first time you can think of your Falcons fan and go, okay, we won this football game because of Desmond Ritter. And he did that against Houston. Though, like you said, the commander's defense is 28th right now in EPA per drive. So they are really struggling, just not against the against the run, against everything. They have been one of the most disappointing units so far in the NFL. 
Um, so I really think if you're Atlanta, like you're really hoping for like Desmond Ritter to keep it up here. But my prop bet is on the other side of the football. Um, and I like it attached to your Brian Robinson underpick because I do think Sam Howell is going to have to throw the football. And I think there's one guy he's going to be targeting in this game, and that is Logan Thomas. I'm taking Logan Thomas over 36 and a half receiving yards in this football game. Warrens, he's turning into the top target on this offense. He had 11 targets last week, 11 targets for Logan Thomas last week, nine catches for 77 yards and a score. He's eclipsed 36 and a half receiving yards in three of his four games that he played, getting knocked out in that Denver Broncos game, like sparked life into this guy. You know, you hate seeing those hits, but he's been awesome since returning from the concussion. Um, and the Atlanta Falcons have allowed the fourth most receiving yards to opposing tight ends in the NFL this year. So there is a, a hole in that Atlanta Falcons defense. It's over the middle. It's through the tight end spot. I think they attack that. And I'm going to keep sprinkling on Logan Thomas here because we're going a touchdown for Logan Ooh. Thomas as well at plus 270. Logan Thomas scored a touchdown last week. He looks really good in the red zone. And the Atlanta Falcons have allowed the most, the third most, sorry, receiving touchdowns to opposing tight ends this season. So I'm all over Logan Thomas in this football game. Over 36 and a half receiving yards, plus a touchdown, plus 270. We're killing two birds with one stone here. Getting my touchdown prop and my and my prop bet out. So. All right, I like it. All of a sudden, we have an intriguing, we have an intriguing Commanders Falcons game. (laughs) All of a sudden, we're just so the Falcons, man. Every single week, (laughs) we're somehow attached to the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter, thirty-one and zero at home in college and home in college and pros in his career. Don't forget that. I'm big on the Falcons. I'll be riding them all year. Next game on the card would be the New England Patriots. (laughs) Two and a half point underdogs going into Las Vegas. Total is 41 and a half in this one. And Brandon, you might actually think I'm crazy. This might be the COVID talk. Are you taking the New England Patriots? This is my goal pick, and I have the New England Patriots. <laughs> I was so I love this. Thank you. I was so close of adding the New England Patriots to my card, but I'm like, I will look like a fucking idiot if I put the New England Patriots on my card. I'm so happy you took this away. I'm so happy you did this. Feed me all the information right now. All right. This is my reasoning for Patriots plus two and a half. Just listen, and I know everybody might have turned <laughs> the podcast off right my now. week. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. All right. Pats have been blown out two weeks in a row. What do those two defeats have in common? That's Dallas and New Orleans. Those two teams, both top five defenses in terms of EPA per play. Now the Patriots are taking on a team in Vegas, 27th ranked defense in EPA per play. I think this offense can finally show signs of life. I do not believe in this Las Vegas Raiders defense whatsoever after that game against Green Bay. I thought that was way more about Green Bay than it was Las Vegas. And on the other side of the things, Bill Belichick is going up against a quarterback he knows extremely well. And a head coach he knows extremely well. Exactly. That's another angle. Bill Belichick is not going to want to lose to McDaniels whatsoever, especially after being embarrassed two weeks in a row. I This is a get-right spot, I think, for the Patriots. These two teams are... I have the Patriots as a better team than Vegas still, despite what we've seen the for last sure. two weeks and what we've seen from Vegas all over the season. I... It's my gold pick, holding my nose, Patriots plus two and a half. Figuratively holding your nose, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. I, I'm I'm very excited that we got a Patriots bet on this because, um, I again, like I said, I wanted to do it. I just I couldn't get there exactly. But let's also remember Josh McDaniels is on like some sort of heater right now and bad coaching decisions. Yeah, like he's loving making shitty decisions. And I think another one could come to bite the dust this week. 
And yeah, like the Patriots have been awful. We shredded them on Monday's show, but they it's they're not going to lose like that every game. Bill Belichick's going to bounce back at some point. He's going to make some sort of statement here, and I think this is a good place to do it. The Raiders' defense is bad. Um, you still get points too. Like you, you're getting you get you get a hook there as well. So uh, I'm yeah, all for points. All for it, baby. I'm banking on Bill having having knowledge on Jimmy for, G. And, and make, like if there's one coach in the league who knows a Jimmy G Mike or Josh McDaniels combo, it's the guy in New England. Exactly. Alrighty, moving on to an NFC West matchup. We have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Rams come in as seven-point favorites. Total is 48.5 in this one. Rams' offense looked okay last week versus the Eagles. They were able to move the ball a little bit, specifically through the 20s here and decently. But this Rams defense is Aaron Donald and nothing else. I don't really have a good feel on this Rams team. I thought that they were going to be <laughs> be significantly worse than they are. Same with the Arizona Cardinals. I thought they were going to be significantly worse than they are. They're starting to come down to earth a little bit, but I think this spread is a little bit disrespectful in a division game for the Cardinals to be seven-point dogs. I, I don't have a good feel on it overall. I'm passing. Do you have a feel on this one? Oh, fuck. Do I have a feel on this one? Uh, this is my gold pick, Warnsy. Gold pick. I am taking the Los Angeles Rams minus seven. Um, I think you underestimate how good the Los Angeles Rams offense was against the Eagles. They were really good in the first half, and then a little couple misses uh, in the second half, a little couple this route disruptions from some Eagles players. I think the Eagles just did a really good job of adjusting in the second half. I still think this Los Angeles Rams offense is going to cook. Cooper Cup returning to the lineup last week also looked really good. He hauled in eight catches for 118 yards. While Puka Dakua kept dominating, he had seven catchers for 71 yards and a touchdown. These two should be able to dice up defenses for the rest of the year. The Rams' offense in general <laughs> is just playing really well to start the year as they are ninth in offensive DVOA. Are you okay over there? I am. I am. <laughs> um, they, they, could be, uh, they could be really dangerous the rest of the way um, on the offensive side of the ball. And for the Cardinals side of things, they are really starting to come back down to earth a little bit. They've now lost their last two games by a combined 33 points. They are 30th in defensive DVOA. They just can't stop anyone on that side of the ball. This Rams offense should just be able to shred them. I have no reason to believe the Rams can't put up 30-plus points. The spread seems a little high, but I, I think the Rams win by 10 points here. Give me the Rams minus 7. All righty, gold pick. So you would have confidence in the LA Rams for Survivor then. I, I need a pick. They are my, they are my Survivor pick. I, it's, it's between the Eagles and the Rams. That's what I'm debating on. I don't want to go down with the Eagles if I do lose. Um Something's fishy about that Eagles. We're going to talk Eagles Jets. Uh, we'll <laughs> save that in a sec. But the Rams are. Um, You're comfortable. The with Rams that. I'm comfortable with. Yes, for sure. Um, this I I have a very hard time believing the Rams aren't putting up 30 points. Are the Cardinals going to go toe for toe for them on offense? Yeah, you were you were on fading the Cardinals last week, and it looked real good. The Cincinnati Bengals dummied them, and I could. You're right. I could see Stafford and. His full uh, full complement to wide receivers, it, it it is pretty scary looking at that wide receiver mm-hmm. group coming into town against this Arizona secondary. I might I might have to take a deeper dive at some props the, in that the, area. The other survivor pick, sorry, just tailing off here for survivor. If you're, th- I'm guessing everyone's thinking Buffalo Bills in this week too. Have you taken the Bills in Survivor? I have. Okay, so I haven't. I was looking at the Bills schedule ahead. They do play the New England Patriots next week on Sunday Night Football. So if you're thinking like I could save the Bills this week for next week. 
I know the Bills kind of struggle going into Foxborough sometimes. That could be a funky one, but my plan is to save the Bills. Bills are going to keep the Bills. If you're <laughs> if you're a saving guy, save the Bills. But if you want to give me, I think they're going to blow the, the Giants out. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But my my plan is to take Rams this week, uh, Bills next week. So you want to if you're looking for some survivor picks, that's what we're here for too at Weekend Wagers. Next game on the card, the impressive Detroit Lions three point road dogs. That's when you know you you're kind of in that echelon of a top-tier team when you're on the road against a competent opponent in Tampa Bay and Lions are still three-point road favorites. Total is 42.5. We don't know if Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown are returning as of So that's yet. what I wanted to bring up. The Detroit Lions are very banged up. So some do not did not practices um, on Thursday include Brian Branch, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jonah Jackson, a star guard, um, Bam Knight, Sam Laporta didn't practice today. He was added to the injury report with a calf injury today. Um, Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL. Now he's out for the year again. Frank Reg now didn't practice today. Taylor Decker um, and, and Khalil, Khalil Dorsey and Amon Ross St. Brown did practice. But it looks like they're going to be good to go. But Lions are banged up. But it also, they didn't slow down at all last week with injuries. Right? Yeah, they, they rolled. Just, they... So like they're, that's why I was, I was looking at adding Tampa to my card. I really wanted to take Tampa Bay. They're coming off a bye. Um, the Lions kind of blew out the Panthers last week. They maybe could calm down, spot. calm down spot a little bit. And Tampa has been pretty darn good um, through four weeks. And they're getting, like I said, they're coming off a bye from last week. So um, the, I wanted to add the Bucks. I just couldn't get there because the Lions have just been playing so well. Um, spread's still plus three, right, for the Bucks minus three for Lions. Yeah. I believe, correct. So, both these both these teams have good defenses coming into this matchup. Yeah, Bucks are six in defensive DVOA right now. They're, they're playing well, in and the Lions are tenth. So you got two two stellar units. If you take out, I know you can't just take out one game of sample size, but if you take out that game against Seattle for Detroit, their defense, other than that game, has been extremely lights out. Tampa on the other side, like we mentioned, six. So I was looking at the under. I could see this game being very tightly contested. So I do lean the plus three. But didn't make my card. I'm just checking for weather in this one. No, this game is clear. So there is some wind, 16 mile per hour winds um, expected in this one, but no rain at least. Next game on the card would be your birds. Eagles are seven point favorites going into New York, taking on the Jets. Total is 41 and a half. Always going to lean to you for your birds. You you gave it away. You think there's a little something fishy I, about I, I this one? I think the Eagles are going to win. I took the Eagles to win by more than seven on my, on my podcast yesterday, Eagles show. So like I can't like flip flop. The more I think about it, just like I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. I've got a little bit of because the Eagles also play the Miami Dolphins week seven. They have a really tough schedule coming up after this football game. Maybe they kind of look ahead. Um. But I, I think the like realistically they're probably safe. Um, a lot of talk has been about how good Zach Wilson has been playing over the last two weeks. He's still thirty first in EP per play during the stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how much is the eye test lying to the numbers? Basically, is is what that shows. Um, Jets defense has just been pretty stout, but also they can be had um, uh, uh, in the secondary. Uh, they have a couple guys like Tony Adams in the safety's been bad. So like the Eagles could like get the ball going deep. Spread just seemed too high for me to get a bet here. I agree. I agree. It's second game in a row on the road for Philadelphia. That's a lot of travel. I could definitely see a look ahead against that Miami team. 
I don't trust the Jets, though, to lay Man, seven. that Miami game's going to be so fun. The Eagles are wearing their Kelly Greens for the first time this season on Sunday Night Football. We're against already the Miami Dolphins. talking about it. Do you know how cool that's going to be aesthetically pleasing, just seeing the, the Dolphins jerseys, like the Eagles Kelly Green <laughs> at the link on Sunday Night? Oh, my God, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that game. That is going to be extremely good. This week, however, Sunday Night Football game is... God sakes. The complete 180... Extremely disappointing. The New York Giants going into Buffalo. Bills Mafia is still going to be having a good time, though. That oh, tailgate sure. will be starting bright and early. They'll have a good time. I'm sure of it. They're 14 and a half point favorites. Total is 44 and a half. I still do have to release a bet, and it is my touchdown in this one. You are the touchdown god. My strategy is kind of just looking at games with higher totals and seeing who's going to be in the red zone more. I'm going with Dawson Knox at plus 260. I okay. think this Bills team gets in the red zone a ton in this ball game, and they've been running two tight ends all year. I'm not I'm not scared of losing touches to Kincaid. I think Dawson Knox is the more physical, bigger-bodied guy who does more of his work in the red zone. So I think Dawson Knox is going to have a look or two at a touchdown. Give me that plus 260. For the spread, I don't really have a feel. 14.5 is way too many points for me to lay. I like it. I like Dustin Knox. I like any Bills player. I was, looking at, I was looking at uh, Josh Allen, who actually has a plus beside his name at plus 120, but okay. then I realized he might not even finish this game. Yeah. Like, what if, they're, if they're up 30 points, a little bit of weather in this one potentially. I'm not sure if there is, but there's a chance he's not. Uh, yeah, there's likely rain showers in this game. There's a chance Josh Allen doesn't play this full ball game. A couple of just injury notes here. It doesn't look like Daniel Jones is going to play. He didn't practice for the second straight day today with that neck injury, so it looks like it could be Tyrod Taylor. Getting the start oh, of Monday. I, for, day oh, I no. forgot we have another team to talk about. And that's the <laughs> yeah, New York Giants. There is another football team playing in this game. If Daniel uh, Jones is dealing with a bad neck, there's no way you can put him out there beside this offensive line against the Buffalo Bills' uh, yeah. number one pressure rate in the NFL. I feel for Tyrod Taylor. This Poor could get Tyrod, ugly. Tyrod, man, got to get thrown in here. Yeah, you know what? He he's he's a he's a warrior. Um, fourteen and a half is a lot of points, especially on a primetime game. So stand the fuck far away from that spread, even if the Bills are, are at home and and they're going up against a banged-up Giants team. We'll be betting a ton of props in that one, but stay away from the spread. Monday night football. Awesome game this is. This Love makes this up for the Sunday nighter. We got the Dallas Cowboys, who I am done with after my <laughs> pick last week. I rode with the Cowboys. They That pick was over in the first quarter. They're taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, who are coming off a bye. Two and a half point dogs. Total is 50 and a half in this one. I don't really have a great feel on this one. Do you? I would lean Chargers plus two and a half. Um, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you're really, really, really hoping this offense shows some life here. Um, just looking back to last year. So in 2022, the, uh, the Cowboys offense finished um, at 0.290 EPA per drive. 44.1% success rate, 28.9 points per game. In 2023, they're in a 0.15 points in EPA per drive, 41.2% success rate, and 21.2 points per game. They are going backwards in every single metric on offensive side of the ball. And their game plan was, hey, we're going to fire, or whatever happened with Kellen Moore, fire, mutual, agree to move. He's on the other it. side. Now he's on the other side of the ball, exactly. Um, and you add a Brandon Cooks. Like, none of these offensive additions or none of these offensive changes are working. So if you're a Dallas fan, you're really, really hoping that this is the game against a mediocre Chargers defense where you can kind of say, okay, let's get back on the roll here. Let's get back to what we thought was going to work in the preseason. 
Um, so like, this is kind of like a desperate game for Dallas. So I do think there is some like, kind of lean where you go, okay, the Cowboys have to get this. Um, they also have a tougher schedule coming up as well. So like the whole NFC East has a like a, a war zone schedule coming up. So they have to like the Eagles, Cowboys, these teams have to get wins this week. Um, and the Chargers side of things, um, this Cowboys defense shown that could be had, right? Dallas defense got carved up. Um, they the Cardinals did pretty well against them, and now the uh, the San Francisco 49ers just did whatever the fuck they wanted. So, <laughs> like, there's there's proof of concept here, and Kellen Moore knows this defense better than anyone, right? He's yeah. been he was beside oh. Dan Quinn for both those years when he was in Dallas. And the key significant moment of what triggered this defensive struggle was Teron Diggs getting injured. Mm-hmm. Losing him has been devastating. Stephon Gilmore is. A slight step back. I don't think he he can be the number one horse on the outside. And this Chargers offense, they have they have capable wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. I I'm excited to watch this game, but I I could see this game going either way. Like you mentioned, the Cowboys are desperate, and the Chargers are off a bye. They should be desperate too. Like why aren't the, the Chargers need yep. to start racking up some wins? This is a this they kind of saved their, they saved their season. In we should four. mention yeah. that this will be a 100 percent Dallas Cowboys home game. Yes, like like ninety five percent of this game. Any Chargers game, any any game in LA, but especially against the Dallas Cowboys. For right? sure, that, this that's is, he, they travel well. Um, this is going to be embarrassing for Los Angeles, yep. who's fake sports town. One of my this is my favorite game of the week, sorry, like by far. Like I, really? the Bengals, so Bengals, Seahawks, love that game too. But this is awesome, man. I get to see Herbert Prescott go out on Monday Night Football. You got the you got the Kellen Moore aspect to it. Cowboys coming off a big loss. Under the lights. I don't know. Everything's clicking for this game. I can't wait to sit on the couch like a little giddy boy and watch this one. I agree. All righty. That would be the week six card. Let's give a little recap of the picks. Gold pick, Patriots plus two and a half. Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) Patriots plus two and a half. Silver, Ravens minus four. Bronze, under 37 and a half in the San Francisco-Cleveland game. My prop is... Robinson under 59 and a half rush yards. That's Brian Robinson of the Commanders. And my touchdown is Dawson Knox plus 260. My gold pick is the Los Angeles Rams minus seven over the Arizona Cardinals. My silver pick is the Chicago Bears plus three over the Minnesota Vikings. And my bronze pick is the Baltimore Ravens minus four over the Tennessee Titans. My player props of the week are Logan Thomas over 36 and a half receiving yards. And my touchdown of the week is Logan Thomas touchdown. Plus 270. Let's go, Warnsey. Love the, the card, baby. We're riding on week six. Hope you guys uh, follow the picks. We'll be in the green this week. If you have a chance to check out our sponsors, Manscaped and BetterHelp, please do. Anything helps out the podcast. Rate us five stars as well if you have the time. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Good luck.